you find yourself with the same incurable curiosity as us, this is a place for you. This is Spiritual Smorgasbord with Cheyenne and Desiree. You sounding good over there? Um, I don't know. Yeah, I think you sound just <laughs> fine. Just fine. Welcome in to our informational episode, follow-up after Alexian's episode. I hope y'all enjoyed it. If you haven't checked it out, you should definitely go check out Ward Alexian. He has a lot of fun information to share with you. And you can also check out his TikTok because he just keeps uploading every day. That's what you have to do on TikTok, man. You have to be at it. Well, he's dedicated. Mm-hmm. Um, I enjoy every part of the knowing of him that I know. <laughs> every part. Um, he just sent us his headshots, and they turned out really good. No surprise. Right? No surprise. <laughs> yeah, he's a he's just a beacon of light. I'm just going to say that. He's a lighthouse. <laughs> so I'm excited to go ahead and break down a couple things. He did a really good job. He did such a good job. I feel like we almost have nothing to talk about. Yeah. You know, I had no idea about the cycles and the season. I mean, you hear about it. You're like, you know, it's summer, you know, it's harvest, you know, you know, you know these things, but you don't understand it the way he broke it down. And it was just so helpful for me to really grasp and understand. Mm-hmm. Well, here's my interpretation because this was not the first time that I heard about pagans and Wicca and mm-hmm. witch or anything like that. I've always been interested in things that are forbidden from me. Mm. So if you're growing up in a church and, you know, maybe Hocus Pocus is your favorite movie. Don't because, watch that. Don't look at that. Don't listen. Yeah. It's yeah. like the, you know, it's the only the only thing that you can kind of go to to let that imagination out. Mm-hmm. And then as you get older, you find out that it's nobody's fault. These stories are so hard to talk about. Mm-hmm. But uh, how am I trying to say this? It does It does feel good to learn that information. Mm-hmm. The thing I realize now that felt bad is me, my curiosity of that knowledge just being like limited by other people. Mm-hmm. Or me asking the question of, you know, I grew up on a farm. Nature is all I knew for the longest time. Especially when I grew up in the 90s. Mm-hmm. So I, Isn't I that ironic that I, nature's all you knew and you were told this whole religion or these people were bad, but all they were were understanding nature. But it was the demonized part of them. Right. it. Was, it was the witch and the like Salem witch trial mm-hmm. type stuff. Yeah. Um, and it wasn't necessarily breaking down like, hey, all of our churches are actually built on pagan sites. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, hey, before we eradicated all of these... People and these beliefs, these devils, these devils, <laughs> uh, we actually took mainly most of their religious practices and altered it into what we wanted it to be for our agenda. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm not going to name who did that, but I guess we'll find out <laughs> later when we talk about the history of war. Right. Um, so that's probably why I enjoyed his information so much is because I know that there's so much propaganda against the natural laws and all of that. Mm -hmm. And I do feel a lot of people are really waking up to the fact that something's really fucked up Mm -hmm. that, 
I mean, most of the population has a vitamin D deficiency yeah. because we're all inside all the time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This is the widest I've ever been in my life. <laughs> I'm usually like tan is shit because I've been outside. Maybe I have a farmer's tan, but I'm just like, there's something so wrong with the way that all of us are doing it. If going outside seems mystical, mm-hmm. if standing in the sun, putting your feet on the ground and just connecting with Mother mm-hmm. Earth seems weird. Well, and and also think about this. How can Earth and sun and working in nature be bad when God created it for us? You're right. And if you would like me to follow up with science, <laughs> the word photosynthesis is mm-hmm. something that anybody should just go and reminisce on because they teach it to you in third, fourth, and fifth grade. Um, yeah. And it scientifically states that the sun... Is the life energy yeah. goes into the plant, goes into everything, and gives it life. Mm-hmm. So then when people are like, oh, I like sun gazing, they're like, oh, you're weird. Uh, I like, <laughs> you know, I, oh, I just love going and putting my hands in the earth and connecting with Mother Earth. And there's just, I hate to be like, there's so many asleep people, man. <laughs> but that's kind of how I feel about it. I'm just like, oh, I remember running around the farm and talking to trees and leaves and bees and birds and flowers and Mm -hmm. the simplicity of that and how because you realize they were as alive as you before people told you no they're not okay so i don't know what like what bible version now is it king james or king somebody i don't know um but the part where it talks about god breathing life into everything Mm-hmm. And oh. I and I find it interesting how that's been translated to us over time mm-hmm. to where the life in a bee, the life in a dog, the life in a plant is diminished to um, a the, lesser value, a lesser value. And the only reason it's here is to serve us. Right. Because we're humans. Ego. Yeah. <laughs> but the fact that it, it you know, it's yeah. continuously passed down over and over Absolutely. and over. I'm Absolutely. just like, <sighs> I mean, I have dogs as pets. I call them. <laughs> I call them my kids. Mm-hmm. Um, technically, Monroe would be my second child. <laughs> um, Jax is my first. Uh, he's adopted. Got him at <laughs> um, five years. Mm-hmm. Um, Calypso, I got when I found out I was pregnant with Monroe because I didn't want Jax to be alone. So during you know making Monroe, I also was training a six or seven. Oh no, an eight week old beagle puppy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and Calypso would fall asleep on my pregnant belly. Oh. So cute. Mm-hmm. So uh, sidebar, um, I really like your shirt. Thank you. It's a spiritual smorgasbord shirt. Yeah. But it's a white one, and I don't have it yet. I know. And I really, <laughs> well, I, I really like it. I liked the black ones that we made so much, but then I was like, you know, I want something bright as well, not just because I want I my black, my wardrobe is like, 99.9% black, which is mm-hmm. awesome. I love wearing black. I wear it every day, clearly. Yeah, Johnny Cash. But I want to brighten it up a little. So I was like, well, let me see what I can put together with white. And, uh, yeah. So do you have any other colors that you've made for the merch line? Well, so far, just the black and the white. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're putting a bunch of stuff together, though. So it should be out I'm by doing, now. <laughs> so I've decided to do a minimal collection Every season of Shy Dye Spiritual Smorgasbord shirts. Oh, okay. Sign me up right now for one. Like yeah. seriously. Like I'm I'm going to do one for each episode 
just so I don't overwhelm myself with a collection. So each okay. season we drop. So you're doing like one one-of-a-kind shirt. Yes, for each for episode. For each episode. And it will be inspired by the guests, the story, so, the energy, and the vibration. So like 10 shirts. I'm Or like gonna, is it topic, like five shirts. Well, how many episodes are we going to do per season? Is Probably it like, 10. It's like 10, right? Yeah. Um, yeah, I would like to do 10 shirts an episode. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a really good number. Each of them can have the energy that I need to put into them. The words that need to be written on them will be sent out properly. Mm-hmm. And I believe the person that it is supposed to go to will be found. Okay. Can I just like predict right now that those shirts are going to be really expensive? What? Me? I don't sell my stuff for really expensive. I know, but it's one of a kind from the episode. And, like, people listen to the episode and they'll be like, oh, that was so cool. That taught me so much. I want to be able to remember it forever. I'm going to go buy that shirt. As they should. Yeah. um, So I was thinking about this, right? Because I I do struggle sometimes with pricing my art. I Mm -hmm. wish that I just had um, some person to come in and be like, I'll sell your stuff you just make. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, right. You know, that'd be awesome. But I don't, I don't really have that right now. And I don't mind running my own business, but I was thinking about the accessibility of art growing up and, mm-hmm. um, I'm 30 now, mm-hmm. really happy to make it here. I didn't think I was going to make it <laughs> past 25. So every day that I'm alive, I'm just like, Oh my God, <laughs> we did it. We're still here past the 27 club. Um, but growing up for me in the 90s, I know there's plenty of people that are like, that's still young. That's great. Um, the accessibility of art and music was not as easy as, mm-hmm. as it is today. Right. One, we didn't have cell phones. I just got a gateway with dial-up. Uh, I believe we were on like MSN Messenger type chats when your parents weren't around. You went on Yahoo, you know, like stuff like that. But And you paid per minute. <laughs> Yeah, you paid per minute. You bought a whole CD. Right. You didn't get to pick one track. (laughs) See, when I was growing up, because I'm significantly older than you, (laughs) it was tapes. Like, I remember one year for Christmas, Santa got us, like, this box holder and then, like, tapes inside of it. And, like, we were so excited. Cassette tapes? Cassette tapes. Because I was at the end of cassette tapes. Yeah. I had Selena on cassette. Oh. Yeah, and I burned that out yeah in tears you could wear a tape out i did that a few yeah mariah carey was yeah yeah Yeah. or if you leave a song on repeat overnight on your boom box yeah you wake up the next day and it's like (laughs) i used to do that but i've been listening to music since i was a kid but the accessibility of it for me yeah um for instance it changed with the walkman Oh, yeah. And then the iPod, and it was over. It was over. So the iPod was revolutionary because that was the first time the iTunes store was introduced where Mm -hmm. they broke apart like 99-cent songs, Mm -hmm. which probably like 79 cents at the time. Mm -hmm. But for me, the story that I would like to tell is... Sorry. (laughs) No, no, let me do it. No, I'm golden retrieving. (laughs) It's fine. Um, So I grew up in a town. Well, I grew up in a lot of towns, but one of my favorite (laughs) ones was Golden, Illinois. And... Um, this is like when you had chores and your chores, it was like 50 cents, 75 cents type stuff. Um, so I had to save up for what felt like ever to get the TLC No Scrubs CD. <laughs> um, I, I'm sure my mom didn't like me singing No Scrubs or I had no idea, <laughs> but I had to, like, I had like about $20 mm-hmm. and that is it was $20, $25, $30 a CD if it came out. Can you imagine paying 30 bucks for a CD now? No. I would laugh. 
Yeah. There's not But one. I remember doing it. Yeah, no, and yeah. it was the norm. Yeah, so um, my, I say Golden because Golden was a very small town away from a bigger, like, population of about 45,000 where mm-hmm. we drove in to get cheaper groceries and all that fun stuff. Right. So... I finally have enough money, but I don't have enough money for the taxes. And I'm like, Mom, Mom, TLC's album just came out. Like, she's like, I'll cover, I'll cover you on the tax. I don't know <laughs> if she was happy about it, but I was like, you don't understand. We act like we're not happy, but we're just fine with it. <laughs> sure, yeah, yeah. I, I get that now as yeah. a mother. Yeah, yeah, I but we have that. to let you know we're not so that you don't think we are okay with it. I don't really think that she was, like, mean about it. I just specifically do remember her, like, letting me know that it was more than $20. Right. And I was just like, I don't have a job. Right. I can only do the dishes. Yeah. Yeah, so then I get I get that CD, and I, I mean, man, music back then, holding a CD in your hand and being able to have that influence, mm-hmm. I... I don't have words for the end of that story. It's the <laughs> the point is the accessibility of music of how mm-hmm. I because if you meet me, if you go to a concert with me, if you talk to music about me, you're just like yeah, you're a music person. You're very into yeah. like and it's like you would think I was a fan girl like following musicians around type shit. And yeah. I'm yeah. not. I yeah. am just super appreciative. I have the most amount of gratitude for anybody who's out there doing it, yeah, I thought I was supposed to be a rock star when I was younger, but it turns out I'm just supposed to support them and promote them all the time and be like, yes, listen to them, listen to them, they're awesome, they're awesome. <laughs> Everybody's awesome. <laughs> um, but again, uh, I can understand why I'm like a golden retriever just going 100 miles an hour about music all the time and putting it in the podcast and reaching out to artists that really really just dig into my soul and really help help inspire me Mm -hmm. to go out and do what I need to do in life and um, I'm never going to charge anybody to play their music on our podcast I can have I I, might do that you won't um (laughs) I I will put that in our contract we can we can have show sponsors like I get that but as far as like you know Neovi coming in and sharing music is free sharing music is free there Mm -hmm. there are so many people out there that are going to want to suck you freaking dry yeah and those vampires are out there and I'm not really a vampire I want to not only provide a safe place for our guests but also music and anything i can do to help anybody's out creativity Mm -hmm. is full you just launched a creativity business business yourself yeah like talk (laughs) about the ultimate creative safe space do you want to tell me about that well i would say which are you talking about because i feel like i launch something new every single freaking day and i I really need to focus I feel like I need to focus on one thing, but I don't. Like I'm like, today it's podcasts, tomorrow it's tarot cards, the next day it's a media company, the next day it's a publishing company. You know, like I'm just like, let's do this now. Well, let's I, do narrow, this now. I narrowed mine down to three. <laughs> I don't know what I'm supposed to do. I did well, I, well. Two of them are the podcast. That's actually recording the podcast and then doing yeah, like all of the material the for the podcast. Oh yeah, well, yeah. and then the tie dye. But then mm-hmm. I also have the book. Right. But I'm You're not releasing the book. the book until 2022 because, really? well, yeah, because I'm redoing all the illustrations into my oh. own original photography. Okay. Okay. So 15, 20 years of photos of just randomly not being completely asleep and being like, I don't know why I take pictures of the sky. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know why I do this. And I now just, it's all culminating yeah, into one book and with and your words and everything. And now it's all coming into one book and I'm mm-hmm. like, whoa. 
<laughs> this is really cool. Yeah. So yeah, I'm I'm gonna release that in 2022 because we have so many interviews to get through for the rest of the year to get season two out to do all that yeah. stuff. Mm-hmm. Like we're doing all of this on our own, and I don't know if anybody out there listening knows that, but and knows what it entails. Yeah, and what it right? entails. I mean, because when I think of someone doing a podcast, I'm like, oh, so you go in your basement and you turn on a microphone and you talk and then you go, here you go. Yeah, and then you go, here you go. (laughs) But, and you can do that. I shouldn't say that we're setting a standard, but Mm -hmm. for me, for what I thought we were going to do and what I already knew we were already in charge of, Mm -hmm. but we built a brand from nothing, Mm -hmm. just from an idea of sitting at lunch and us finally coming together and being like, we're ready. We're ready to do this. <laughs> we need to talk. Yeah. But like I run I run my beautiful little roadcaster. I'm constantly checking to make sure our sound bars look good. We're giggling because I'm sitting in a swivel chair and I pray to God <laughs> I stay on my quarter on my microphone. <laughs> and I'm over here slouched going, Do I sound lazy? Do I sound lazy? <laughs> yeah. I don't know where this tree branch is going, but I'm excited that either. we're about to start the etymology of pagans. Yeah. Now that we've let everybody know about I think that's us. kind of what we're, yeah, you know, in this episode, what we're going to cover is the fact that, you know, Alexian did a great job explaining the traditions and um, what it's like to be a pagan and all the f- different aspects of it. So we're going to talk a little bit about the history, although he did a good job there too, talk a little bit about the history, the difference between Wiccan, witchcraft, pagan as words, because they're all demonized, Mm -hmm. and we need to demystify that and kind of understand because they're not interchangeable. Um, And you're going to talk a little bit about just the whole origin from the Druids, and then we'll give you some resources so that you can kind of learn on your own if you're interested. Yeah, but also like... I guess what I want to say and what I should have said on the other informational episodes is this still feels like an open conversation to me. Yeah, absolutely. This is just stuff that I've looked up and I've found and I want to share, but I'm Mm -hmm. not setting a standard saying that I'm correct. If I say something wrong, (laughs) I really hope that somebody comes in kindly and is like, hey, check out your episode, just so you know. Like, you're kind of right on this. (laughs) You're totally wrong. (laughs) Yeah, look at this other perspective, basically. Yeah. Well, and I think that's a really good thing. Like, one thing that is going to elevate, like, the episode to get it out there more is people do comment on it and say Mm -hmm. things. Yeah. Um, And a lot of times people comment on the things that are bad or wrong. Like, oh, no, you didn't do that. And, like, Mm -hmm. you know, which, I mean, I want them to do that because I need to know, you know, when you said this, this is actually the true go look at that because I want to know that just like we're sharing it. But I, I do hope they're kind with it, too. <laughs> I think, well, yeah, so it's called a critique sandwich. Oh. I learned it at Texas Roadhouse Training 101. Yeah. Uh-huh. Where and they didn't tell you they were doing it. They were like, really nice. You should work on this, but you look great. Okay. Yeah. Uh-huh. And then like on day like three of training, I'm like, I've never gotten constructive criticism so nice before. Like, I feel good fixing the situation. Yeah. Like, I'm yeah. not at fault. It's not it's not a punishment. I'm not to blame. Right. This is a coaching moment. Right. And then one of the trainers came up to me and she's like, it's called a critique sandwich. You give them a compliment, make them feel good. And then you go, hey, I just noticed this. This is what you need to work on. <laughs> yeah. I just, just so you know. And then you come back in with just a little topper or yeah. bottom, however you build your sandwich. Yeah. And um, I haven't done that all the time. You know, sometimes I act like a great white shark. Other times I act like a really sweet dog yeah so it's, that's that's really hard for me too because i've learned the same thing but i find with me um i'm overly critical of everything 
including myself, all the time. And my go-to or default mode is like if I see you have a stain on your shirt, I'm going to be like, hey, by the way, your shirt's stained, just so you know. Mm-hmm. Right? And I'm just going to be like, shirt stained. I'm not going to come in and go, I love that shirt. It's beautiful. There's that little spot. I don't know if you saw it. Mm-hmm. But anyway, I think it really looks good with your eyes. Like, I don't do that. I know well, you should. that's different. <laughs> That you well, could I'm just, just rely on. Yeah. Well, you could rely on if you wanted to critique that. You could say, "My dad's gonna love this." It's not <laughs> what you say; it's how you say it. Right. So, um, I have a monotone voice, mm-hmm. and if you saw my face when I randomly stare out in Aquarian syndrome, mm-hmm. I kind of look like a bitch. You are you like saying I, you have an I, RBF? Like I do have RBF, and I've had it for a while, <laughs> for as long as I can remember. But I want to work on the fact that I know that I'm approachable because I want to be a safe place. Mm-hmm. I haven't always been a safe place for people. Mm-hmm. That's my karma. Don't write me in about it. <laughs> you know? <laughs> right people from our past are going to be, yeah. like, be like, I don't know I who remember, you think you're talking about, but let me tell you. I you in 2013. <laughs> right. I'm like, yeah, I also remember you. <laughs> In 2013. In yeah. 2013, yeah. So, I'll be like, if you knew me last week, I'm a whole new person. Just don't even don't even bring that up because I'm evolving every day. But, yeah. Well, I feel like seeing Incubus a couple weeks ago just, like, <laughs> threw me through a brick wall of evolution. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, this is that next level I You're needed. You're like, like, second awakening you. is happening now. Thank you so much. <laughs> no, I've had, I've had a lot of fun um, honestly reminiscing on how much... I've listened to Incubus since I was a kid. Mm. And today, even though we're recording it, today I have to be home at 7 p.m. because my daughter and I are <laughs> watching the worldwide live stream of the 20-year anniversary of their Morning View album. Wow. And they wrote that album the same way that I feel like we're making this podcast. Really? Think about it because I've been I've been keeping up with their IG lives, all their promos. They have specific merch for the live stream. My husband's going to kill me when he sees how much Incubus stuff I bought because they're like, hey, guys, this is part of the live stream. And I'm like, I have to I have to own that. That's awesome. Mm -hmm. But they moved into this house. I think the lead singer was 24, 25 in the live stream. I think he said he celebrated his birthday. Um, Anyways, and I just picture them like moving into a house, having no idea what impact they could have making a record like they're like. Five guys probably drinking beer, surfing, doing whatever stuff, but they their intention was to make that record. Are you saying we need to move into this basement studio? Hold on a sec. I'm not done. <laughs> okay. You're sidetrack me. Okay. Sorry. Sorry. Um, so they <laughs> I have, do that a lot. They have no idea. I noticed that in editing, by <laughs> yeah. the way. I'm like, oh, I didn't finish that story. Thanks a lot. Um, but they moved into this Morning View house and had absolutely no idea what the album would do for them. Mm-hmm. what what it would provide for people mm-hmm. um and as i'm trying to focus on brandon boyd talking he's the lead singer of incubus okay you can just see what a happy aura he has just how happy he is making music mm-hmm. and that makes me happy mm-hmm. reading the comments of all the people <laughs> and they're like Hey, man, I just want you to know that, like, your music saved my life and your music got me through this. Your music got me through this. Your music got me through this. Mm -hmm. And that's why music is my first love is because it's always going to be there like that. Mm -hmm. But reading all of those, I was just like, what are my fangirl moments with Incubus? Because I know I have a lot. 
Um, but I listen to Incubus in a two and a half year span that I'm still going to therapy for. Right. So <laughs> I was I was at the concert and um, I did like a little blessing on the crowd. <laughs> like I was like, hey, spear guides, <laughs> fucking Incubus is coming on the stage. Can you believe we're here for this show? Yeah. Because I would listen to Incubus at the time where I really didn't think I was going to make it to 25. Mm-hmm. So they were just like singing me sweetly to my funeral is kind of how I felt, mm. you know? Um, Man. Yeah, it's, like, super morbid, but I mm-hmm. hate to, like, go that deep. But that's really how I felt in those years. Um, so, whew. <laughs> that's hitting, isn't it? <laughs> uh, uh, it's just so crazy that, yeah. like, I get to watch that live stream tonight. Mm-hmm. I'm blown away. And I'm super blown away, again, to wrap it all back up, that... <laughs> They had no idea 20 years ago what the album would do. Mm -hmm. And I know that my intention in bringing people on here and providing a safe space and your company, my company, like whatever we do, however we grow, the intention is to connect everybody Mm -hmm. and just literally like be a beam of light. Right. It always sounds so cheesy when I hear it back, but I'm like, I just want to be good. That's literally Mm -hmm. all I want to be my whole life. Mm-hmm. They're like, what do you want to be when you grow up? You're like, good, happy, uh, a helpful, <laughs> not an asshole, a helpful person, <laughs> creative, a painter, a writer. Right. I want to do whatever I want to do. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that's seriously since since that concert, I'm just like remembering how Incubus has influenced me my whole life with being able to come up on their 20 year anniversary and them going back on all of their memories and. It's just really freaking cool. Mm-hmm. And I'm glad that we're doing this. And I'm also glad that we're 25 minutes into the episode. And <laughs> we haven't even started talking yeah, yet. Yeah, I hope, hope you <laughs> Thanks enjoy for all. sticking with us. Yes. Um, <laughs> fuck. <laughs> well, let's just get started. Let's just get started. As soon as I talk about Incubus, I don't even know who the fucking druids are. So back... <laughs> Well, seeing what I got from all that is you're expecting in 20 years that we're going to have like a recap season of like, remember when we started, <laughs> which would be awesome. Wait Let's a minute. do that. There's something that I didn't bring up. Them going back to the Morning View house and having the physical remnants of those stages mm-hmm. is the basis of my whole life now. Mm-hmm. I have little aerial trinkets from every part of my life. And when I look at these things, I'm like... Why do I have this? Mm-hmm. Oh, I remember that. Mm-hmm. Oh, I got that. I remember that. I remember that. I remember mm-hmm. that. And my whole life has been like, please remember, Cheyenne. Just please learn the lesson. That's all <laughs> I can hear in my head. Right. Like, I think my spirit team is tired. Mm-hmm. <laughs> They're like, please. <laughs> please. <laughs> so, yeah, wa- watching them and then us finishing our projects, finishing our books. Mm-hmm. You have no idea. The insecurities are going to stop you from creating. As soon As soon as well, I get to the end of the book, you I'm might like, still it's create, not good but it's going to stop you from publishing. That's uh, Seth Godin said that a long time ago, and I heard that, and I try to remember it, which he, I think the book was called Ship It or something like that, but it's basically like it will never be perfect enough. It will, like, you will always find something to nitpick. You will always find something to improve. And so stop it and ship it and improve it later and then Mm -hmm. reship it. Mm -hmm. And that's what I do with my books. And I appreciate when people let me know that there's a problem with one of them. So I just, I'm like, I go in, I fix it and I send them a copy, be like, here's your new one, (laughs) you know? But like, that's the tarot cards, all of it. I'm just like, it's good enough for now. Mm -hmm. Get it out. 
redo it later. But if you if you just keep going after it, going like it took me about five years to publish my first book, it took me three years to publish my second book, and now I'm like I get an idea and I publish a week later. <laughs> oh God, I've been wanting to publish a book since I was born. Right, but I always wanted it to be my journal entries. Oh, and then I was like, you'll still do that one day. Yeah, probably. I have to go talk to my family. <laughs> I'm like, see, and for me, I kept a journal when I was younger, and I just need to remember where I stored them because they need to be burnt. Like, oh, nobody needs to know any of that. I understand. I just, there's no point in me going through all of that and not telling anybody. <laughs> then my life here, what 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 was my life purpose? To hide yeah. everything that got me to the place that I needed to be so I yeah. can act perfect like nothing bad ever happened to me to get me to the happiness I am. Oh, I don't know. I, I, on, I might share it one day, but I don't know. I walked on my own version of hot coals. <laughs> I stabbed myself for years yeah. and told myself it was everybody else. Yeah. I've been jaded. I've been yeah. the bitch. I've been the victim. I've yeah. been the villain. I've been everything. Yeah. And now at 30, thank God, I have learned so much. Mm-hmm. I have remembered, thank God, so much. Mm-hmm. I was still thank fucking whoever. up a lot at 30. Well, I mean, yeah, in the 3D realm, so to speak. Right. Yeah, mm-hmm. feeling epic about being human. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about, you know, how my soul feels. Right. She is alive. <laughs> she is awake. And she is creating like a mad woman. And That's I've created awesome. so much that I need to move into a different house because I need a bigger studio to work at. <laughs> so. I understand that. I know you understand that because we're in your studio right, right now. Right, that can't and, fit in my house. And I know that people can't see the studio right now because we're not doing video. But if you walk into Desiree's it's studio. 1,500 square feet. You have, you can be a painter, you can be an embroiderer, you can sew, you can make clothes, you can meditate, you can do sound bowls. You there's, can just watch TV. You can you watch can, TV. There's you a can desk fall with a computer. You like, can, as soon as you walk into the There's a sound place, booth. <laughs> yes. Well, yeah, because you have spoken word studios in here for people to do yeah. audiobooks. Mm-hmm. You can basically come in here and just be yourself. Yeah. And that's my Any kind of creation. Part. That's kind of what this... Yeah. It, it's, it's really for me. I want to be a creator, and I want that opportunity available to me for whatever it is I want to create. And so that's what the studio is. And um, it's open to other people too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now you have, you bought me a new microphone. Yeah. You gave me a key to your studio and did not charge me rent. <laughs> you, you just continuously give and give and give and you inspire me to not only audit people in my life weekly to make sure that they deserve yeah. my kindness, mm-hmm. but I, you're the one who taught me to audit people the most hmm. because you actually gave back to me as intensely and intently as I would give to other people. Thank I you. don't I, I don't want a house feedback. full of shit where I just sit there and go, hey, look at my shit that I have that you don't. Right. <laughs> yeah. If you saw a coat in my closet you like, you could probably have it. Right. I would I will just give you anything <laughs> if it's gonna make you happy. Yeah. Except for this shirt. Right. You're like, that shirt's mine. <laughs> yeah. So I do original shy dye shirts yeah. for myself. And yeah. that's what started the clothing company mm-hmm. is one I was in a really bad way and creativity had left me. Mm-hmm. And I was emaciated from every part of myself. And um, I kept going into stores and I couldn't find anything that matched me. Everything was like the same. It also looked like 80s, 90s, and 2000s were thrown up in a blender and everybody was acting like it was the new cool thing. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I'll be damned 
if I wear any of this shit again. Mm-hmm. I already did it in the 90s. I hated it. I had cupcake bangs. Thanks, Mom. <laughs> so I was over it. So I randomly started making my own clothes. And that's, I think, when I started pulling myself out of myself. Mm-hmm. So now I, I look like I'm always going to a festival or Jimi Hendrix's funeral. <laughs> and I really like it. I love your clothes. I love them so much. I I like that I got away from the mass production thing. For about the first year and a half, I did really, really, like, big collections. I did a lot of, like, customs. Mm-hmm. And I really think that that was the training into it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And now that I've really found my niche and the, the dyes that I actually like to make versus people calling me and asking me for standard spirals mm-hmm. that I don't mind, but... If you just give me a piece of clothing that means a lot to you and you give me colors and mm-hmm. tell me to go crazy. Like the jacket I gave you, the white jacket. You did awesome on yeah. that. Oh, my gosh. So I had a white blazer, like a business jacket. And I'm like, kind of, you know, just do something with it because I had washed it with Satori jeans too many colors. times. Yeah, Satori colors. Yes. And I'd washed it with jeans too many times, so it kind of had turned blue. And she's like, I'll do what I can. There's some poly in here, so I don't know. <laughs> and you yeah. brought it back, and it's amazing. Well, then that is the hard part about people giving me clothes is um, we don't really realize what are in our clothes. I had a yeah. girl give me a pair of socks a couple weeks ago. She just wanted dyed really quick, blue and purple. And in the picture, they looked 100% cotton. Just and then when I got them in my hands, they were bullshit. <laughs> so I mess I messaged her and I said I went ahead and bought a different pair of socks and I'm gonna dye those along with yours. And if yours don't turn out, then I'm gonna sell you these at the same price that mm-hmm. you paid me to do yours. And uh, she ended up getting the socks that I made because I knew that the material wasn't gonna work. Yeah, yeah. But that's the scary thing is. It's kind of like going to a hair salon and wanting an Instagram thing and the girl being like, you have black hair, you can't be blonde in two hours. (laughs) That's kind of how it feels with clothes because people will think it's me. She's Mm -hmm. like, she didn't mix the color right. I'm like, you gave me a synthetic fiber. Yeah. You dick. Yeah. (laughs) (sighs) Well, and one of the things I love most about your clothes, honestly, like it's my favorite thing. And every time you do something, I'm so surprised with it. And I'm just like, no, that's my new favorite is like you go to Goodwill and you find clothes that people have thrown out. Mm-hmm. Basically, that's what Goodwill is. It's, I don't need these anymore. Too. Right. Yeah. Anything so you secondhand. you go to you go to places where there's clothes that people no longer want, mm-hmm. and you turn those into something that people crave. Want. Yeah. 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 I really need to keep as much natural fibers out of the landfill as possible and re- mm-hmm. reuse them. So mm-hmm. I like this one that I'm wearing now. It's my. Um, kindness shirt this was an orange flannel yeah i wouldn't have known that was orange at all yeah and i have it looks like rainbow i love that i love rainbow and i take before and after pictures because um i can't stop taking pictures of the clothes that i create either (laughs) like stock photography is probably my favorite where i can just morph an image just go in and like mess with the Mm -hmm. saturation and the brightness and the contrast and just Uh really like oh this is how i'm actually seeing the world but this is what the world is presenting itself to me and it needs to be a little brighter Okay, so etymology of paganism. Yes. That's you, bro. Okay. Okay, so I thought we could talk or start with talking about the Wicca, witchcraft, and paganism, just the words and how they're used. And because all, you know, this episode especially is all about that demystification um, of what this is, meaning this being pagan religion. Um, and those three words, Wicca, witchcraft, and paganism, are really used interchangeably um, and in a, um, 
I'm judging you as evil or bad way, mm-hmm. typically. Yeah. You know, I would say 90% of people think of them that way. Um, and that's fine. I'm not telling you you don't need to think of them that way. I'm just saying educate yourself and make sure that you understand what you're judging. If it's hitting a core belief, I shouldn't say 90% of the population on earth right now are assuming that these people are, like, bad. Basically, if you believe the propaganda, this episode is for you. Right. You know? <laughs> Or not for you, one of the... <laughs> well, if you would Depends like, on if, if you, you want to know. If you'd like to open your mind. <laughs> right. We would provoke you kindly. <laughs> so, um, okay, so paganism is the umbrella religion that Wicca was born from. Mm-hmm. So you can be a pagan without being a Wiccan, but you can't be a Wiccan without being a pagan because it's, it's, it's down the line. Mm-hmm. Now, with witchcraft... Um, it, like if you're looking at a whiteboard, you can put paganism on one side and witchcraft on the other side. Um, and it's kind of like they're different religions almost. At the same time, um, you can be a witch and be pagan or not and be Wiccan or not. Um, you can be a witch and be Jewish. There's Jewitchery is what it's called. <laughs> I know. I kind of like that word. I don't mean to laugh at all. I just (laughs) never heard it before, and I didn't know it existed. You're like, you just blew my mind. You just dropped that on me. You you. should have warned me. Thank you for that. So what paganism is, it's derived from the Latin word paganus, which translates roughly to hick from the sticks, which is... Alexian talked about this as well. Um, it de- it describes people who lived in the rural areas, the country folk, so people from the sticks. Um, oftentimes they were the last people to transition to new religions like Christianity. Um, and so pagan came to mean people who didn't worship God, basically. My note says old ways dash people of the earth. Yes, because that's exactly what it is. Mm-hmm. Before Christianity came along, um, it was a uh, – I don't even want to say a worship of the earth, but an understanding and a working it's with an, the earth. I was going to say it's an yeah. honor and respect and it's yeah. not you're at the top of the pyramid. You're working right. with everything. Understanding you, that your life depends on the earth mm-hmm. and the earth also sustains you. You sustain the earth. It's a, it's a cycle. Yep. Um, you're a part of it all. And um, and so really that's really what the word paganism means is um, you were someone who didn't transition to Christianity. So over time it obviously became derogatory like he was saying over time. Though, yeah. He said they moved into the towns to collect money, to build the churches, to do all that stuff. So further on down the line, those people that stayed out there, they became the weary ones, the ones to worry about, the ones that – do the old ways mm-hmm. exactly right yeah. yeah and then and then over time underneath paganism several different spinoff branches came wicca being one of them mm-hmm. and then of course you had the witchcraft or the witches that could mm-hmm. be part of all of that or may not be part of any which of is it. still nature worship yeah yeah all of absolutely it, all of it is nature worship mm-hmm. i mm-hmm. know there's Plenty of like light. Well, there is some and, dark kind of witch. That's what I was just going to say. Yeah. I know there's light and dark magic yeah. that we can get into, but we're not mm-hmm. getting into that. We're no. really just trying to draw a little line because not all pagans do spells and that kind of thing. Like mm-hmm. it could just be a tradition yeah. or a ritual. Mm-hmm. It's no different than going to church and praying and standing and kneeling and all of that. Those are all rituals that happen within 
the Christian religion. Absolutely. Um, it's no different than a Buddhist meditating. It's part of their rituals. It's part of their religion. It doesn't necessarily mean that I'm going to go out and start doing spells and, you know, making people fall in love with me even if they don't want to. I told myself I was going to interject with random stories, but I have to. <laughs> Do it. Okay. So this last week at work, uh, all of us were sitting around at the radio station just having a little conversation in the afternoon, and we started talking. One of One of the guys, he's hilarious but he's like lives in kansas but he's like got like a backwoods accent okay you picture him like he's always getting ready to go fishing wearing camo even though he's not (laughs) so like just picture him that in your head so my husband basically oh my gosh no 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 no. he's not like that honestly yeah let's keep them separate yeah (laughs) so anyways i'm at work and he's we're talking about in his perspective he anything that has nothing to do with his church is bad yeah. I'm weird. That's a lot of people. I'm weird. Everything I do is weird. Yeah. The fact that I'm nice all the time is weird. The fact that I have feelings is weird. <laughs> Just everything, yeah. right? So yeah. he's like, I don't know what y'all are talking about with that. All your crystals and your voodoo and your this and your that. <laughs> and I'm immediately, I'm like. You're triggered. <laughs> well, I am because I'm yeah. like, voodoo is a closed practice. I'm white. I would never associate myself with voodoo because it's completely disrespectful of voodoo practitioners the origin why it started i do not associate myself with that so your ignorance because you're so close to jesus Mm -hmm. your ignorance alone it really does piss me off because you're hurting people Mm -hmm. so something weird happened and it was really cool because we have these two skylights at work and um something flew over the skylights landed on the roof and then flew over the other skylight like not a squirrel, not some. The lights started flickering yeah. and the building shook. What the? And it's it's this, <laughs> like when you were having this conversation. All four of us are having this yeah. conversation, and we're all pretty open minded. But I'm the most open minded one out of the group, so I am totally cool with what's going down. Yeah, yeah. And I'm I like. <sighs> I should have popped popcorn if the Lord would have told me that was going to happen right Right. Because the look on that man's face was... He was like, even having this conversation is damning me. It was beautiful, yeah. Yeah. So then then he he hops up from the couch really quick. He goes, damn it, there you went. You done talking about all that bullshit. God come down here and tell you he don't like it. (laughs) The way you said that, though. That's how he said it. I know. And he lives in Kansas. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. And he's... I'm like, why Why do you have a southern draw when you're pissed off? <laughs> I don't get that. But anyways, we all go outside to look like maybe a meteor hit the building. Maybe this, maybe right, that. Right. And just so he understands how I feel every time he talks to me, mm-hmm. I decided to exercise this scene in the parking lot. We're outside looking for shit. And he goes, maybe it was a dinosaur. And I turn around and I go, you <laughs> dumbass, dinosaurs don't exist. And I just turned and walked off. And he looked at me and he goes, dinosaurs do exist. I was like, do they? Do where, they? Where are they in the Bible? Where are they in the Bible? <laughs> yeah. You know, because I just kind of had it with him thinking that everything I do is woo-woo. Mm-hmm. And we don't believe in the same person. When you do. When we do. Yeah. I talk about Jesus Christ every day, but I don't yeah. talk about him in Christianity because... Because you're not a Christian. I'm not a Christian. And you don't have to be. I like Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. He's cool. What (laughs) you guys decided to say Jesus said, Mm -hmm. I'm not about. Mm -hmm. So know the difference when you talk to me because I'm not coming to your freaking church Mm -hmm. unless you want me to speak. And then I'll be happy 
to speak at your church. Just give me a mic. Just give me a mic. I promise I won't cuss. Something's, Hold on. Okay. Hold okay, on. Okay. So this is where I'm, I always lose myself. So we, <laughs> go, in, something we go back in the building and he's, he's still freaked out. He's like, I told you guys not to talk about that. God, that was God. And I was like, yeah, I like how you come in to condemn us for God. Thank you so much for letting me know that you're the one who is misrepresenting so many different cultures and so many different religious practices and a conversation that you felt you needed to be justified and informational and knowledgeable in. And I sat there and, and sure, watched your God come down and shake this building because there's a lot of shit going on in the world. But as soon as you start talking random stuff, God has time to come down and shake a building. You're right. right. Your faith is strong. Congratulations. Yeah. So I needed to eagle eye the situation because I really was feeling like I was just wanting to destroy him. That's the yeah. best way I could put it. Mm-hmm. And I go, you know, I think... I think one day we'll just get this all figured out. I'll go home and I'll meditate. Everything will be fine. And I'll ask, I'll ask God, I'll ask my spirit guides, I'll ask whoever wants to come tell me what happened. And I'll have an answer for you on Monday. Mm -hmm. And he looked at me and he goes, that ain't meditating. That's prayer. (laughs) And you're like, so you understand. And I was like, (laughs) they're the same thing. Right. It's all about intention. Yeah. And then he, he discredits anything out of my mouth because of my age mm-hmm. and there's like it's like timothy four twelve or something like that and it mm-hmm. talks about not doing that to the youth mm-hmm. and like encouraging them and understanding that they're the evolution blah 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 and i'm like dude i've read your book more times than you have the only <laughs> thing you know how to do is beat people over the head when they're different than you mm-hmm. you are the reason that my show exists Because people like you stump people. They give people limited beliefs. They turn them away. They turn them away a hundred. Well, not just from a religion. I don't care what you follow, but if some if an influence turns you away from yourself, Mm -hmm. absolutely, that's the wrong influence, man. So that's exactly what I was just going to say. Is there was a post this week where a person who is a like someone I follow, Mm -hmm. and she's um, you know light and love and spiritual and all this, and she put a post out this week that basically said, um, "I can't believe what a satanic worshiper I was using tarot, using healing, using Reiki, blah 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 blah. I'm changed. I'm enlightened. Blah blah blah. And anyone who does that is just doesn't understand what they're doing and they're being dangerous. You just demonize it completely." Yeah. And I and I was like, whoa. I'm like, hang on. I said, the only thing that's evil is when you tell someone what they feel inside themselves is untrue Mm -hmm. and that they have no power or authority to decide for themselves to open their minds to learn, look, listen and love and make a decision for themselves. That's the evil. I said, tarot cards are not evil. How you use them can be. Mm -hmm. And some people do that, but that doesn't make them evil. Put, giving your energy to someone to heal them isn't evil. It's it's all in your intent. And you telling someone that that is evil, it's not okay. Using divination tools incorrectly is like using a gun incorrectly. <laughs> right. There are proper yeah. ways to learn how to use a gun. Right. If you If you are scared of it, then you probably shouldn't touch it mm-hmm. because it is powerful. Mm-hmm. But the difference... <laughs> I shouldn't say the difference. It's like it's the person. It's the intention. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, if you go into something uneducated and, yeah, you get your ass handed to you by whatever you're dealing with, mm-hmm. that's you. I don't right. get why you get to go and preach to everybody that since 
you fucked since up you your shot practices. someone accidentally. Now, yeah, now everybody guns else can't are bad. Have guns. Right. Yeah, that's kind of how it is to mm-hmm. me. And I enjoy watching all of the YouTube videos that I can find about people who you know were yoga instructors, Kundalini instructors. They mm-hmm. were enlightenment coaches. They were this, that, this, that, and whatever. And now they like run super awesome churches for you to come fix yourself in for ten percent of your salary. Especially and if you used if you used yoga because it's evil. Yeah, if you used mm-hmm. yoga. But when you listen and talk to them, these people were facilitators right. of transcendental meditation, mm-hmm. and they explain to people like the barriers that stop us from learning and being with each other based on, oh, no, that's what you believe. Well, I believe this. So, you know, that's where the line stops. Mm -hmm. These people that were awake come back and they're like, oh, it's demons talking to you. Mm -hmm. Oh, well, I mean, I'm in a trance-like prayer state, but I'm not meditating. Mm -hmm. And I realize how the languages that we speak now are being used against us even more than ever. Mm -hmm. Um really freaking sad yeah because again i'm trying i'm with good intention i'm like hey i'll go home and meditate for you and get that answer for you it wasn't a joke right i can i'll let you know what happened Mm -hmm. and but he can't accept any goodness kindness any part Mm -hmm. of me and that part of my soul Mm -hmm. because he goes to this church and his pastor tells him this and he has this belief blah 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 and i think it's just getting stronger because I think a lot of Christians do feel demonized these days. And they're like, no, we're not the demons you are. And so that it's just like the Republicans and Democrats, the race, the sex. Yeah, and I don't get into any of of that. There's the stronger, stronger, stronger division. To each their own in Switzerland in any situation. (laughs) Right. The best response I ever got to someone asking about their political view, the person responded back with, I'm part of the bourbon and coke party. Right. And I can't drink to save my life. I end up at waffle houses all over the United States. Um, but when I do, um, no, that wasn't, I have to cut that out. <laughs> I tree branched. Uh oh. <laughs> I don't know. So, yeah. So, essentially, what we were talking about. Hold on. Okay. So, Go I'm ahead. like, hold on. I have a follow up. I just need like five seconds. Do it. So, again, the, the language division is the new warfare that I've seen. It's not fear based. Well, it is fear based warfare yeah. if you look at the news and everything, but. How they're literally using our own language against us and our own words and our yeah. own verbiage to, you know, break you and me apart. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I can't stand it. Yeah. And since I can't stand the hate, it motivates me to be good every step of the way. Mm-hmm. I don't want to be mean to people. I don't. I, I don't, don't want to dislike someone because they think differently than me. Exactly. I I do as much as possible want to be an example but that dude is literally like fun to yell at like that sometimes yeah but here's the thing what i know about you knowing you is that you don't hate him no i love him to pieces yeah it it just really hurts my soul that under my belief system you will die ignorant Mm -hmm. and right that's the savior in me and mm-hmm. I don't like that Christians go around popping people on on the head with their Bibles. Yeah. And I, I don't want to go out and save a bunch of people. But in the conversation I'm having with you, my body is telling me that I feel so bad for where you stopped growing. Mm-hmm. And it was long before I met you. Yeah. And you are far past me. Mm-hmm. But it just makes me so damn sad mm-hmm. because... We have really good conversations, and then mm-hmm. as soon as you get into his faith or his politics or even, like, what he has to say about COVID or the vaccine, I 
just literally do not care when mm-hmm. people talk to me about that shit. Yeah. I'm like, do you do you know what your purpose in life is? If you're not talking to me about life purpose, kundalini energy, divine masculine, <laughs> divine feminine, Reiki, energy healing, sound therapy, any anything along the occult line or our podcast, your dreams, my dreams, I will eventually disassociate and I call it severe Aquarian syndrome. <laughs> I'm writing a book about it. Awesome. Dude. I'm, I'm going to interview um, about five Aquarians. Mm-hmm. But... So we can get back to the reason we keep tree branching. So that's why I wear Moldavite because those negative people would come around me and I then I would absorb that um, energy or that mm-hmm. hatred or that feeling. And I didn't like that. And so I started wearing Moldavite because it literally repels anything negative, anything not meant for you. Mm-hmm. And um, it started with a guy at work. So I get it. Yeah. But again, I really do love them, and I've studied Reiki enough, not taking any like levels or anything, just mm-hmm. read books, and know that I'll probably get into it down the road. Um, that you have to send those people love that can't give you love, mm-hmm. and it's really hard when they hurt you, mm-hmm. or even just like you know work conversation of, oh yeah, she likes crystals, she's like the happy weird girl. Mm-hmm. I'm like, yeah, mm-hmm. I pr- I pray harder for you than you could ever pray for anybody because mm-hmm. I understand the intention. Mm-hmm. I sat in the same pew as you. Right. And I still love you even though you are continuously limited and exercise your limited emotions on me as well. Mm-hmm. You should be lucky I'm healed because if you would have met me <laughs> about five years ago and talked to me that way, I think that's a misdemeanor where I come from. <laughs> Maybe a felony. <laughs> and I don't depends. and I don't have a record, but I understand the rage that's inside of me when people like literally get to right. me to that level and I don't mm-hmm. ever want to get that way. Right. But I got a slick tongue too, so <laughs> have a tongue, we'll use it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Can't speak tongues, but I got a slick one. <laughs> All right. So I wanted to go into um like the Celtics and the Druids. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of the origin story of as much or as, that we know. Oh, I was going to say as much as I could find because yeah. there's really not a lot on druids and coming into it, it felt like Dungeons and Dragons to me. I hate to say that so much. Every but time I out, heard, hear the word druid, outside, I just think of that. Yeah. Yeah. But like when you're outside, you don't know anything about it and you yeah. look like it's kind of like. Well, and I'm thinking, what does druid have to do with pagan? I don't understand that connection. So I'm glad you're you're getting that to us. Well, I hope I can. Yeah. Desiree. I'll try. <laughs> I'll try. I can't I can't stay on a beat right now if I tried. <laughs> trying so hard. This episode is proof. Yeah. We're like, we're just gonna do thirty minutes. Okay. Yeah, uh, I remember you saying this is gonna be real quick in and out. It's gonna be real quick. I got three pages of notes. Um I'm just gonna read off of I got this from bbc.com.uk. It says, what are the Celts? Um, The Iron Age Celts lived in Britain before and after Jesus. It's a very, very long time. It's 2,000 years ago, in fact. So it says, our years are numbered by starting at the year of Jesus, when Jesus Christ was born. Mm -hmm. So the Iron Age Celts lived here 750 years before that. So when Alexian is talking about pre-Christian era, he's talking about... And that Christians got a lot of their traditions from... The pagans. Right. Um, So it said the Iron Age ended in 43 AD, 43 years after Jesus was born, uh, when the Romans invaded, uh, I think it was Britain. 
Mm-hmm. So 600 BC, 43 AD. And again, the reason I bring this up is because we have the Stone Age, the Bronze Age, the Iron Age, and then the Roman takeover is basically what it looks like. <laughs> um, but The it, Roman Age. <laughs> but the Iron Age came from the discovery of a new metal called iron. Mm. So if anybody... Just didn't know that. That's what we're here for. <laughs> um, but they lived across most of Europe during the Iron Age, and their oh yeah, their culture lives in on in language, music, song, and literature. So why? Right, because they didn't write the books, the Druids. So that's why I wanted to bring the Druids into the situation because before I did this, I thought that the. Celtics and Druids were, like, similar in beliefs, but they were, like, completely separate. Mm -hmm. Not that they lived together. The Druids were the spiritual teachers of the Kind of like pagan and witchcraft. Yeah, kind of in the same thing. Like, it again, it just shows that we're all kind of sharing the same stuff over Mm -hmm. and over. Everything's cyclical, if you think. Um, So it says the earlier Celts didn't leave books behind because they didn't read or write. Word of mouth and memory were, were their way of recording events. So I'm like, you must be my ancestors because I remember everything. (laughs) That makes a lot of sense. Um, Greeks and Romans did write about the Iron Age Celts. Um, They told that the Celts lived in tribes. They were gold and loved to fight and drink wine, (laughs) which I guess would, I think it's mead, but whatever. Um, They also wrote about the power of their priests who are called Druids. Um, the Druids knew how to keep their gods happy. They sacrificed food, precious objects, and even people to their gods and goddesses. So that's that's the part where the Druids get demonized, like Old Testa- Testament-wise. Like if you're a little kid in Bible study and you're like, who are pagans? Who are Druids? And they're like, oh, they're bad people. Mm-hmm. They worship multiple gods and they sacrificed humans and animals. And they're just, we, we're so glad Jesus came and saved us from them. Right. Right. Okay. So <laughs> glad you're all with me. Um, what I found fascinating was the way that the Druids were eradicated. And they were eradicated the same way that um, those awesome people in Avatar, mm-hmm. their home trees. Right. The home tree. Yeah. So you have this guy named, what was his name? He's not a very nice man. <laughs> I don't like talking about people that aren't nice because who says what good or bad, but. This guy seems like a real greedy dick. What's his name? Where is it? Oh, Suetonius. And I think he worked for, through, around Caesar somehow. Caesar's name popped up a couple times through here, but I don't really know enough to kind of do that. Um, But anyways, he actually got one of the druids to, like, turn. His name was Caladin, and that guy dictated all of the Druid knowledge to this Suetonius guy. The mm-hmm. Suetonius guy went to like... So he was Judas. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's a good way to put it. Mm-hmm. Um, he went to that Suetonius guy. That Suetonius guy went to like his political overseer at the time. I can't think of the guy's name right now. Mm-hmm. And was like, hey, the Druids are just still out there fucking loving nature right (laughs) what are we gonna do about this right (laughs) and the the other guy's like have you found their home tree avatar Mm -hmm. and they're like yeah and he's like all right 
take your best men and eradicate them. And they had a home place. It was called Anglesey. It's off the mainland of North Wales at the time. And it is referred to by definition, sacred home of the Druids, spiritual leaders of the native people. So like the most sacred, sacred, sacred Druids and all of the knowledge, if they did have anything written down, if they had anything in stone. And the people who knew the most of it. And the people, mm-hmm. yeah, who knew all of the lineage. They were there. Um, they were intact. They were attacked in 60 AD, and it was the governor of England. That's mm-hmm. what that's what happens when you read your notes, folks. You know shit. Um, so basically they wanted to destroy him because they weren't going along with their agenda. So uh, the ones that survived fled to Ireland, um, some in Germany, what I read in other quotes, and it sent all of their religion underground. And since it had to be underground, that's when it started getting written down more so mm-hmm. than it did. Mm-hmm. I don't. I don't know the connection between, hey, my ancestors are Celtic Druids. They were taken over, but now we're pagans. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to draw that line for you. What I am going to say is studying the history of war and the takeovers of land and like learning about the Knights Templar and, oh my gosh, the the burning of the apostles and just all of this stuff that's so far away that honestly seems like myth Mm -hmm. it's so easy to discredit and go oh no 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 that's fine Mm -hmm. think about how many people catholicism christianity islam all of these religious takeovers have killed Mm -hmm. and now have turned themselves into something completely freaking credible Mm because we just watched the taliban do it in real life Mm mm-hmm But my quote is, you can be a mass murderer or you can keep killing those who oppose your agenda. You can instead turn into an empire and just watch history repeat itself. Mm -hmm. Because you have so many, so many historical figures I can't even bring up right now. And it's just like, hey, they're really bad. They killed a bunch of people. Um. Yeah, I guess there's some names popping in my head that I don't want to say right now. (laughs) And we're like, oh, they're really bad. They killed a bunch of people. And then... We can't know. get into this. Okay. Because that's a completely wrong different. Episode, con- wrong episode. It's a yeah. continental shakedown. Oh, you have to oh. you have to start at their origin, where yeah. they spread, who took them over. Because yeah. it's not necessarily Buddhist, but like, what if you're fighting for like what, a dynasty or whatever. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. I'm like, what if a dynasty is trying to, like when they we talked about Quan Yin, forward, right. Quan Yin was masculine. Yeah. This mm-hmm. dynasty took over. Now she's a chick. Now she's a lotus. Now she's right. a compassionate mother. Right. It's always going to be in like the government that comes and take over. I don't want to talk about government ever on this fucking show. Right. Capital <laughs> F-U-C-K-I-N fucking G-G-G-G-G-G. But what I will say is if you're having a really hard time with understanding the takeover and the manipulation of information, you're literally watching it every day right. on news. And mm-hmm. we have a new presidential administration coming in and overturning everything from before that you were told was right the last four to eight and years. And now it's wrong. Next time. And right. it'll happen again. It'll <laughs> happen again. So since that cyclical bullshit does nothing for me. I'm just going to go ahead and sit over here and talk about the stuff that right. actually makes freaking sense. And it's just like, oh, you guys are proving history is correct over and over and over. Mm-hmm. You're right. We probably shouldn't listen to you because you're all fucking crazy. <laughs> Every one of you. Again, I'm Switzerland. I have like no political view. Clearly. I feel, like, I feel yeah. like putting that out there that I hate all of you equally yeah. when it comes to what you said you were going to do and what you're actually going to yeah. do for us. But I also grew up on a farm where we um, killed our own animals. We did deer hunting. We shucked corn. 
we were very uh, sustainable. Me moving to a city and, you know, wondering where the fuck I can find fish at Mm -hmm. that's not fresh out of my pond. um, I do kind of struggle sometimes with seeing the unconscious asleep way that everybody is living. Mm -hmm. And there's just no way that we can continue. And I am nervous, Mm -hmm. to say the least, because... Usually when you look back again with me studying the history of all the stuff that we go through, um, it's like the golden age is where people don't, people aren't working as much and they have mm-hmm. the most wealth, but they also have the most division and the mm-hmm. most war and the most this. Right. Yeah. It's a dam with so many cracks in it. Yeah. And we continuously hired the wrong construction company. <laughs> Right. You know, (laughs) there's only so many holes you can plug before the pressure and the momentum behind it just comes down. Mm -hmm. And I'm not saying that to scare anybody. I'm trying to tell you to just be, just be good. Yeah. But you should like be good in this time. If you ever needed a time ever to like be good, speak good, speak truth, give Mm -hmm. love, pay it forward, create, write, find yourself, fix Mm -hmm. yourself, love yourself. Mm -hmm. If there's ever a fucking time Mm -hmm. and an incubus, Lyrics coming to mind. I'm so sorry. <laughs> it says, uh, we should all love ourselves before it's like made illegal, which I'm oh. totally paraphrasing it because he sings it. Right, just right, right, right. Mm-hmm. Transcendent. But that's so freaking true mm-hmm. when you think of um, them censoring information mm-hmm. and what gets censored and what doesn't. And I'm mm-hmm. not talking about vaccine. I'm talking about everything spiritual, mm-hmm. ethereal, mm-hmm. anything. Mm-hmm. There's spiritual warfare that goes on mm-hmm. with information like this. Yeah. 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 I will put my armor on for that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So yeah, that guy's a dick and he <laughs> went and killed all the druids. Right. Well, not Their all homeland. of them. But I tree. mean, yeah. So that's kind of like the, the far back that I could go. Mm-hmm. Um, and just, I think that's where I started is wanting to know what happened before Christianity. Right. Um, because I got really confused with how many versions of the Bible there were, mm-hmm. depending on like what church I went into. They're like, mm-hmm. oh, we do this here, we do this here, we do this here. And I'm like, okay, well, before. But it's all the same book. <laughs> yeah. Well, I was like, well, before. So I came across something. Um, apparently there are 45 books that were thrown out of the Bible. I don't yeah. know the year. Yeah. But one of them was saying that um, Mother Mary mm-hmm. um, was actually uh, a member of the Essene. And there's a whole book on how uh-huh. she is of the Essene and um, Jesus coming and how, you know, he's coming to help and awake and raise all of that. Um, I haven't done enough research into that. That's my yeah. little plant the seed. If anybody wants to go Google, <laughs> but that was the you first. You can be a guest. You can be a guest. <laughs> yeah, you you just keep uncovering stuff, and I guess you can put it back on the shelf and go. That's nice. Yeah, I'm just gonna go to my. But a lot of times, that's what we have to do. We have to pull it in bite by bite. Yeah, because. All of it at once is too much for us to handle. So we take a little bit, we absorb it, we take a little bit, we absorb it, and then eventually we're like, okay, I can hear more. Well, I write everything down in notebooks. It just comes to me like an iambic stream of thoughts from divinity. That's the only way that I could think. Mm-hmm. I really do. I feel trance-like. I see it like a teleprompter in my head. It comes to me. It, it beats to me. It bops to me. I know the way that I'm supposed to say it, and it's not mine. It's translated to me from a higher power. Mm-hmm. 
I love those moments when we get those downloads, those insights on here's how life really is. Here's what everything's really about. Here's why this is happening. My problem is I never write that stuff down. I'm always like, oh, my gosh, this is amazing. And then I don't write it down and I forget it. I mean, it's still there. I can pull it up. I know that's how it works. I was talking about like my interest, like when I did my dark, my first dark night of the soul. Yeah. Um, and I didn't know it was, I just thought I was losing my goddamn mind. Right. But, well, I called you cause I had met you and I was like, did this happen to you? Is this totally normal? And you're like, yeah, shake it out. <laughs> um, but I, I had so, so many different books on my floor and a Bible and I was just going through and I was connected and open as you are at that time, I was like, can you just show me what you want me to see right now? And I started writing passages from the Bible down and then I would find another book and reference and I would just keep going and going and going. And I puked all of this into a notebook for almost three weeks. Mm. And then after the three weeks, the notebook went away. The notebook physically went away. No, I put it away oh, okay. because I was told to put it away. Okay. Like stop. two years later, I find the notebook. Mm-hmm. I'm still evolving. I've st- I've been doing other soul work. I'm mm-hmm. going wherever I'm needed to go right. guided to. And um, I pulled a notebook out and everything that I wrote down, I have uh, studied. I understand everything. But retrospecting, I put myself back in the shoes of that person. Yeah. Well, that Cheyenne, I should say. And I'm like, oh, dude, remember when this shit just looked like another language <laughs> to you? Right. And now you could teach a seminar on this whole notebook and it's only been two years. Right. right. So the growth that I'm able to do by writing those down mm-hmm. is important. Yeah. The bigger importance of why I think you should start writing those down is because when you disregard them, you're building a neurological pathway in your mind to send them off to another part of your brain. Mm. You haven't built the pathway in your mind to where you're building a language with that intuition. So it's like yeah, a pipeline, right? Mm-hmm. So you're like, hey, I acknowledge you. I, I will pay it back in my frequency and my joy and my happiness and my love. But, but you have to physically build that pathway for them to come to you mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. you're dealing with subconscious and conscious. Right, right. But yeah. you're the only, you, I mean... I know a lot of people think all this shit's like hocus pocus and you're like, oh, you're magical. You can just snap your fingers. Thanks, Hollywood. That's not how it works. Right. You actually have the power in you. And I've done that before, but with like dream journaling and Mm -hmm. just anytime those things come down because that's my reality now. Yeah. I can, I can function enough in my reality and in my life to get what I need to do. But if they talk to me. I mean, they know I'm driving. They're not going to be like, hey, pull over, never post it. But building that connection is so foundational for me. Mm-hmm. You're recognizing them. It's like you sitting in front of me and talking to me and me turning my head. Right. That's how it, I'm yeah. sure it doesn't feel like that to them because they're not human. Well, but I look listen. At, I just don't. Us. I think I think the step I'm because I don't write it down. Um, you know, there's a few things. If I talk to someone about it and like, here's what I just learned, mm-hmm. then it then it retains. But if I don't, I'm just like, oh, wow, that's really amazing. And then I move on and make dinner. Mm-hmm. Then, Which I get you know. that. And I'm also telling you from my perspective that I think the only reason I've been able to keep myself alive is because I've studied myself so much. Right. And in studying myself and you have. so You've much. You've done a really good job studying yourself. You should see it. Yeah. I should have a, just a Cheyenne museum <laughs> of holy shit. But I, I truly do think that my desperation was my inspiration in those times mm-hmm. and being able to go back. Like I don't have to go validate myself with, from anybody. And I certainly don't. You know, I don't go home to my mom and go, look how much I've grown. Right. Um, Because that's hard to prove. 
Yeah. So no need to prove that. But mm-hmm. going going back into my continued like hermit introspective auditing stages. Hey, Cheyenne, like, what are we doing? Are is there something we're doing that we're not supposed to be doing? Mm-hmm. You know. Um, and again, I have, I I like to hide from conscious healing so I need I need like that heart defibrillator shit (laughs) I don't get to go heal in groups and that's something that I recently found out at Kendra's summit that we had I Mm -hmm. had so much fun going to her women's rise summit but she gave me the material and I knew it Mm -hmm. I I do the morning routines I I understand everything of it and I felt like a teacher's pet when she came up to me and she's like hey let me see your paper I'm Mm -hmm. like Oh my God, I'm like an A plus student right now. And I've never been an A plus student. <laughs> Everybody at the table is going to hate me. Don't call on me. And then she did. And, and then she came and, and gave and me you the were microphone. Like magic coming out of your mouth. And well, everyone there was like, oh my God. Well, <laughs> if you're going to give me the microphone true. at this time, yeah. as long as you don't Be ask prepared. me to sing, because I'm not there yet, I have a lot of Kundalini yoga that I'm going to have to do to get my throat chakra in check. But. Yeah, if you're going to give me the microphone and you want to know how I saved myself, I'm going to tell you every morbid, gory fucking detail. Yeah. And if you're not prepared for it, don't ask me the question because (laughs) I march to the beat of my own drum. I love the F word Mm -hmm. and uh, I get downloads constantly all the time now from just reading people that I actually have to ask people for consent into conversations Mm -hmm. because I'm going to tell you something about yourself that I'm not supposed to know. Mm-hmm. And then you're going to be like, how do you know that? I don't know. It doesn't make sense. I don't know how to integrate this. This is weird. I don't want to remember talking to her. Bye. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> which that doesn't happen all the time. But there's there's those unhealed people that you meet, yeah. which I, I still consider myself healing, not necessarily unhealed. It's weird talking about other people because I don't want to sound righteous. Yeah, I get I that. Just, I understand what I acted like when I was not focused on anything that I'm focused on now. Mm -hmm. I really, I really was super worldly Mm -hmm. and, um, I didn't, I didn't take control of who was influencing me and programming me or anything like that. And Mm -hmm. now that I have like full control of my life, I'm still building a language with how I'm even healing in the past couple years. Yeah. But this is just really interesting to watch this all unfold this way. Mm Mm-hmm. And I wonder if anybody actually learned anything about Druids, Celtics, Pagans, or Wicca in this episode because we had so much fun tree branching on all the other things that just came off of those tree branches. Well, the good news is if they haven't learned what they wanted to learn, I have some resources I can share. Thank God. (laughs) Okay. So one of the resources I want to share, and we will absolutely link this in the episode if you go online to spiritual dash smorgasbord.com that's our website um you can listen to our episodes and you can get links to all the resources and all the big guests that we've had um anyway a really great resource i found was um learnreligions.com it talks about all the religions and it has a lot of really good information if you're curious um and then also i found uh, some website or not some websites, some books. So the 13 best books about witchcraft. And I believe this was from that learnreligion.com. I'm, yeah, I'm pretty sure it is. Um, okay. So one of them is called drawing down the moon and it's kind of like a field guide for 
guide for pagans. Um, it's it's pretty academic on their religion. Um, it does include Wicca and some of the people that ta- that practice that. So drawing down the moon, if that's what you want to learn about. Um, it doesn't really. It's a make no apology kind of book. Um, the next one is uh, the complete book of witchcraft, which is more eclectic um, about Wicca itself rather than a particular tradition, and it's presented in like a workbook format. Uh, Another one is Wicca, a guide for the solitary practitioner, which is how to get started in the practice of Wicca and magic. Um, Then there's witchcrafting, which is um, basically kind of the ethics and the polarity of male and female and divine and all of that as far as um, witchcraft is concerned. Uh, another good one is Pagans and the Law, Understanding Your Rights. So this one was actually wrote by an attorney, and it really goes into depth about religious discrimination, lawsuits, all of that kind of stuff, which, I mean, unless you're like practicing, that's probably not too important to you. <laughs> um, another one is A Witcher's Bible, The Complete Witch's Handbook. Um, goes into Sabbath rights, um, the meaning behind holidays, you know, a, a lot about what um, – Alexian talked to us about. Then there's Witchcraft Today, um, who is kind of modern Wicca and some of the takes on that. Um, the Triumph of the Moon, which um, is a book about pagans that was written by non-pagans. So that's kind of interesting. He was a professor um, and kind of talks about the emerging of the religion. Then we have The Craft, which is um, a witch's book of shadows, which is actually kind of a popular one. Mm -hmm. And it's all about um, rituals and exercises, that kind of thing. Um, And then we have A Pagan Book of Prayer, which features lots, uh, hundreds of written prayers and is really all about the pagan religion. And then the spiral dance, which is real more like spirituality and that kind of thing. Um, And it's uh, written by um, an activist called Starhawk. And um, it's just about the journey of spirituality, feminine consciousness, that kind of thing. Uh, Let's see here. We have Witchcraft for Tomorrow. So it's um, talking about goddess and being responsible for... um, the Book of Shadows and that kind of thing. So um, you might have to rewind that a little bit if you want to catch the list again. But um, just a lot of different resources if you want more information. We tree branched too much to give you the information you were looking for. There's a lot of resources Not out direct. there. direct. You kind of had to walk a curvy little path today. Yeah. <laughs> But not that the end of the episode is my favorite part. But <laughs> But it is. Well, no, it's not. Well, it's it just is, one of it yours. Is because of, it's because of the music. Right. Here we are again. I get to inter- how much you adore. I get to introduce my friend Pluto again. Mm-hmm. Unlike Pluto is the band name, you can find him on all major streaming platforms. I haven't decided if I'm just going to keep calling him out until he finally comes on my show and tells me how he makes this incredible music. <laughs> but um, definitely one of my new faves that I've come across and I've been rotating for a while and this song that i chose is called stay in decay comes in a little heavy on the guitar which is what i like um but my interpretation of it is um how do i put this kindly because this this song really dick punks you (laughs) um it's easy to have things go up against your core beliefs and i understand 
the difference between core beliefs that people have programmed you with and what the family wants and blah, 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 versus what your core values are, you know, integrity, honor, respect, truth, justice, gratitude, whatever you want it to be. And this topic really is one of those going up against your core beliefs. For a mm-hmm. lot of people that I know, it it really is. And even mm-hmm. the way that I was raised, like yeah, my, inner chi- my inner child is elated that I'm talking <laughs> about this stuff. So stay in decay for me is just if you don't want to grow, you're going to decay. You're going to stay in the same spot. You're not Mm -hmm. going to evolve. You're not going to change. You're not going to grow. So growing up in a church, when you hear about other beliefs, it does get really weird who to listen to because the people that love you the most are looking out for you and wanting to protect you and, you know, making sure you don't go down a good road. It's not like 100 percent good intentions with 100 percent good intention. Mm -hmm. So with that, I say this. I came into this world for a purpose, and my parents and my family members and my idols and my anti-idols, they all guided me the way that they thought that I should go Mm -hmm. based on their experience, their this, their that, whatever. And I honor that, and I understand that in any of the stories that I'm going to say moving on from this point because I will not make this disclaimer every time. Mm -hmm. I have been called rebellious, dramatic, theatrical, any derogatory term you could think of because I didn't want to listen to some authority figure above me because my inner voice was screaming at me that what you were telling me wasn't for me. Mm -hmm. So in order to listen to my inner voice, I had to defy you. These people thought that I was rebellious. Maybe I didn't love them. Maybe there's something wrong with me. I hope she gets her shit together. And I was just really one trying to stay alive after I had denied my inner voice so long. And two, I just want to know more. I was always Curious. I was always hungry. All mm-hmm. the weird shit that they were feeding me, I was like, cool, I get it, thanks. Mm-hmm. And I meant school for that, not my family. Right. I grew up in a really wonderful family. <laughs> yeah. A split life that I'm, uh, I'll be happy to tell you about down the road. But I do think it's really important to us maybe judge a little less, open our minds a little more. And that's why this song is so near and dear to my heart and why I've explained it for about two minutes. <laughs> um, I could have started the intro earlier, but whatever. Anyways, it's Unlike Pluto again, Stay in Decay. A uh, longer clip than usual, but we really appreciate you hanging on. And um, yeah, rock out. Enjoy. Yeah. See y'all later. Thanks for being with us. In the forest isn't here to taunt us Cause it's going nowhere high. You gotta move on Cause shadows in the dark Are always coming towards you I red eyes in the night You put them out of sight Don't be paralyzed Move on to Nirvana Or Shangri-La